Alright. Hey everybody. Welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. We're jumping right into this with no test. It looks pretty good. It looks good. It looks good. These levels look pretty right. Alright. So, it is July 2013. 26th. July 26th. The Irregular Search for Truth has been going strong for quite some time now. It's been going... Well, you know, yes, it's been the span, the span. It's been... Years since we started it. Yeah. And so it's about time we have the Burrito Coma episode. <laughs> I uh, I think you finally... We went to Burrito Express for the second time. I feel like we went yeah. for the first time and you had a vegetarian taco or burrito and you yes. were... I remember you being not disappointed. But, I, I think uh, I had an issue with lettuce in the burrito. That, that sounds familiar. That sounds this familiar. time I just had a straight up burrito... I added. I asked for guacamole, cheese, and chicken, and it was excellent. Very well done. And, and mine was good as well. I always enjoy going there. They have a really good, like actually quite a few vegetarian burritos you can choose from. The one I get is a fresh mix. It's got like actual like cauliflower and broccoli and like bell pepper and stuff. But the actual actual vegetables as opposed to like a condiment. Bush. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. normally just like oh veggie burrito. Oh con- condiments like rice, beans. Guacamole, Do you think cheese, refried beans? Does this mean that they were actually once fried and then no, fried I think, again? Like, so I think in Spanish, apparently in Spanish, like when you put a ray in front of something, re, like it means like really. Oh, okay, yeah. Right? So I guess like in Spanish, they're frijoles refritos, like right. really fried. Yeah, means so, like these are cooked so much they're mush. Yeah, so I think they're translate the translation lacks, but it's actually that's what a refried bean mm. is. I think. But uh, generally speaking, they are made with lard, I believe. Nice. But I normally get black beans. That's why they taste so good. Oh, oh lard. <laughs> oh, lard. So anyway, what would you give your burrito? This one, I would have. Uh, I would give it a solid like eight. All right. Yeah. I give mine. A, I give mine a nine. I just wish it was bigger. Wow. Yeah, and Dang. they have really good green salsa, verde, as yeah. it were. So if if your burrito had been like, what? 15% larger would it have gotten a 10? I guess. I mean, how can you get any better than that? Wow. How can you? If, I mean, I didn't add sour cream or guacamole or cheese or anything like that. But if I had, that would have been 11. <laughs> you but can't. No, no. I mean, the scale goes to 10. <laughs> but the problem is, that's I don't want those things. So, like, how can yeah. you say it gets better? Well, I mean, if you have everything you want, you are living at a 10. That's what I'm saying. Which right? is, that's amazing. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. What am I doing with my life? That's a good question. What are you doing with your life? How do you live at a 10? That's a, that's just, yeah. It's called lowered expectations. Oh. I don't know. Then, then you're not really at a 10. No, but you are, because everything you could possibly want, you have. No, not not you could possibly want. Everything you are sort of preparing no, yourself to this? want. Everything you want, you have. <laughs> everything you expect. Everything you want. I don't want cheese on my burrito. Oh well, that's in fine. fact, that's I fine. I don't I want it not to be there. I don't want sour cream on my burrito. So if it was there, then it'd be back down to a six. Not even back down. It'd be like back back. It'd be down to a six. Wow. Maybe even unedible. It's just like no, I don't want this. So you're you're calling a six a nine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying uh, I got a nine. If it was bigger, it would have been a ten. If there's sour cream in there down to six. Oh, that's oh, what I'm saying. Interesting. Okay. The back, 
I shouldn't have said back. All right, new topic. Ray fried. <laughs> what? Ray fried. Ray fried. Uh, moving quite along. This is the irregular search for truth. I'm Scott. And I'm Sachin. I don't think we introduced ourselves at the real uh, beginning of this one. But we have the, now we have the freedom to, to cut that first part oh, out. Oh man, we're gonna re-edit this until it's a totally different conversation. It's gonna be like uh, it's gonna be like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what are you doing with your life? Well, I'm trying to uh, trying to wrap up my commitments to an independent feature film called Saltwater, the movie. Like us on Facebook. Is it uh, Saltwater colon the movie? It's Saltwater. <laughs> it's finally the story of Saltwater. Is it like Spaceballs colon the movie? <laughs> Star Trek the motion picture. Is it like that? Uh no, no, oh, it's, it's just saltwater. It's the it's that I think the website is saltwatertheMovie.com, not oh, saltwater.com. Or saltwater the candy. Right. Saltwater the taffy. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um it's good to make that distinction. So yeah. So I'm I'm wrapping uh up my commitments there. It's been fun. I was the production manager on uh on set and uh I've been <clears throat> Uh, sort of in a in an associate producer role behind the scenes, uh, which has been uh, interesting as well. Um, other than that, looking at unemployment, <laughs> how's it look? It's pretty much the same. It's like ah, not much has changed. Yeah, uh, that's the one thing that hasn't changed throughout the years, right? Unemployment. Unemployment. I don't know. Has it? It seems like it's almost, it sounds like it's more work than it was used to be back in the day. Well, you used to just die. Well, you used to like, like you know, uh, you would go and buy the newspaper and then you would open the classifieds. Right. And you'd circle all the things that you could, you know, do. And then you would like show up at their office and bring in their help wanted sign and be like, you don't need this in the window anymore. <laughs> or maybe, yeah, maybe you'd call them, you know, yeah. to see what's going on. Now it's like the internet just opens up the possibility. Like there's endless jobs there are. that you can't have. Exactly. That's the thing. It is entirely depersonalized. It used to be you would call people. And now you're just like, oh, it's just an ad. There might not be a person back there. And Time was you'd talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember the old days. Classified. Now, now you just mind mail with a robot. Yeah. And mind meld them your resume, and they mind meld it to the circular file, the digital circle circular file. We all just want to be owners of a small part of the system. And if you're not an owner of the small part of the system, my God, what are you doing? What are you when you're not an owner? You're Get, a renter. You're so a renter. You, of you know, system. yeah, yeah. You you don't have a smartphone. You have no apps. That's what you need to get a job these days. Apps. So it sounds like you're missing two essential... I have no apps. Nor do you have a smartphone. Oh, man. How do I get me some apps? You know, you go to a restaurant and you just order, like, not main courses. Excuse me. I would like apps. Do you have any apps on the menu? Like you know, like uh, although I haven't seen these in a while, but uh, the potato skins—they used to be a mm. thing, right? People were really crazy about those. Yeah. What happened to those? I don't know. Those are really good. 
that you could bring them back. I'm sure there's an app for that. Maybe at your. Uh, it's my business. No, at your wedding. At my wedding. Oh. Potato skins. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Is it too late? I don't, no, it's not too late. It's not too late. I don't know if it's on the put, like possible menu items thing. Like they gave us here are the options, and it was you know there are many options, but it was, it was kind of like looking at you know restaurant menu or something. You like do like that. a tasting or something like that. You're just gonna be like, yeah, I want that. No, we're just going for it, man. We're just, I mean, come on, yeah, just going for it. <laughs> come on, yeah. man. Come on. We've got. We actually have a lot of like dietary restrictions to think about we have like people with allergies oh man we have people who are like you know vegetarians oh, people worst. might be vegans those are the worst we've got halal oh it's getting worse we, I don't know I don't know if we have any people who are kosher uh yeah and, I think but the, it sounds and then like some people who only eat beef you just go with the, that was gonna, I was just about to say you go with the lowest common denominator and then you're all good <laughs> go if you go like, Here's a bowl of Cheerios. Thanks no, like, for coming to our wedding. Yeah, there you go. Or like, here's here's some carrots. Is mm. there any diet in the world that doesn't accept except carrots? Yeah, that's interesting. Or broccoli, or uh, you know, beans. People who are allergic to beta carotene. Well, I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. And then then you have a variety of vegetables and some beans, 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 lentils, beans and rice. A bean bar. We could just have beans and rice. You know, I've been to a wedding like that. Have you? I have. Where was that? It was a family. Or it was a, one of Kim's relatives. Okay. And uh, it was a burrito bar. Nice. But uh, it was just beans, and rice, and like uh, pollo verde. Okay. And like um, carnitas or something. All right. And that was it. Which is that would be great if I ate any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't eat beans. Well, no, no. The beans had pork in them mm-hmm. or bacon which was I'm made, I'm sure it made them really awesome they probably tasted great they probably tasted awesome but yeah. I don't eat that uh. also chicken and also beef don't eat that so, so you I had, had rice I had a rice um, you know burrito was there cheese no there was no cheese no what but the burrito bar has no cheese well I, like I said if you have like these really good like carnitas or like uh, pollo verde or whatever it was I'm sure that makes up for it I would yeah. like to lodge a protest. Well, you know, you can't lodge a, person, a person's wedding. I mean, you know, it's like they're know. doing their best. You know what I was thinking about? <clears throat> because I am I am getting married soon, for all you people out there in listening land. Uh, and, like, people spend, the, like, weddings are strange. They've become sort of this strange thing. I imagine a hundred years ago, it was sort of like, all right, it's basically like you have a big party with a meal and you everybody goes to the church and that's a big deal. I'm totally with you where you're going with this, I think. I mean, it used to be not even 30 years, not even 100 years ago. 30 years ago, you'd have it in your backyard. Right, yeah. You know, you'd have it at the Y. My no, parents got married at the Y or the W, I should say. The, the WCA? W- yeah, the WCA or WMCA or whatever it is. That's w- interesting seeing neither of your parents are Christian, are they? It's just a place, you know? It's just, like, place. It's just a place. All right. It has no religious affiliation. Other than the name. I mean, it might have religious affiliation, but what I'm saying is, like, as far as, like, weddings go, it's just a place. Mm. You know? Like, I mean, people get married in places all the time that's, like, might have some religious affiliation, but, like, look, we're just looking for a place right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then people who are religious get married in places that aren't religious. That's true. Unless, of course, apparently when you're Catholic, you can't get married outside of a Catholic church. Not to be 
married Catholicly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, that's Catholic true. Catholic priests true. don't do weddings outside the church. That's true. So, though you never know with this new pope. New pope's uh, bringing it to the people. I like the new pope, man. He seems like the pope at, at the end of the Godfather three, who you know then ended up getting killed. But now uh, I hear that now I hear that's the worst Godfather. I think it is. I think it is. And and I don't know if it's all due to a, a bad performance by uh, Sofia Coppola. <laughs> But so this I, is universally renowned as the worst Godfather because of one person. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it. You know, when I re, I've only seen it once, and when I saw it, I didn't think, oh, she was awful. But I had heard, yeah. like, oh, she yeah. was awful, and and so I was sort of like, oh, it was fine. I, I thought it was good. It was probably not as good as the other Godfathers, but it was still good. And then uh, I think. I was at maybe a hotel and flipping through channels and The Godfather 3 was on HBO or something and I only watched about 10 minutes of it but I saw this is many years later I saw a bit of Sofia Coppola's performance then and just then I was like oh bad you know so maybe I was too young to appreciate bad acting I had the exact same experience with a different movie Star Wars Revenge of the Sith oh the third one the first one oh yeah but no wait what are you talking about the Return first the, prequel. Oh, okay. Uh, Return of the Sith? Return no, no, the, Sith? the first one was The Phantom Menace. Oh, The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got it wrong. But anyway. Lisa, Jar Jar Binks. And that's exactly what it was. Because I saw it, I, I saw it like I was in college, and you know, like, uh, our college, like, like rented out a theater, and like, uh, sold, sold tickets, and we saw it, like, the, the midnight it opened or whatever, and it was yeah. really exciting, and all sorts of college kids were there, and the whole theater was like really excited I was probably in the theater you may have been and we were like clapping and everybody's like excited and I was like you know that was pretty good there were a couple parts here and go here and there was like touch and go it was like the part that sticks out to me in particular was when um, I don't know Liam Neeson whatever his character's name was like so where's where's the father and mom's like there was no father Mm -hmm. like what are you talking about (laughs) Misa have space semen but other than that, you know, it was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And then it was that, that fight at the end between, yeah. was it Liam Neeson and uh, the Sith or whatever yeah, that guy is? Yeah. And it was like, the guy with two things and they were fighting. That was a really know? good fight. It was a good fight. And yeah. he like, you know, at the end, he like beats in the whole like, audience, just like raised up and cheers. And then, so, you know, that was all right. You know, I was like, hey, that was pretty good. It like, you know, went off my life and then I graduated. And then uh, I think it was at your house. Uh, in UTC or University City that I was over there with like you guys or whatever and it just happened to be on or somebody was watching it and we watched it again I'm like let's not watch it again I'm, I've heard bad things about this movie <laughs> you know, since I saw it I don't want to ruin it you know and then we watched it and I'm like oh god that's awful it's awful it's terrible that is awful and it's because of Jar Jar yeah. like Jar Jar is like the Sophia Coppola of this movie. I mean, there's there's, there's other issues. She Sophia it. There's other issues to be sure, but I mean that's a big problem. Misa, interesting portrayal, potentially racist. I mean, what? Who are they even like? Were they try? I mean, like Rasta, right? I mean, they were trying to. Offend that's her. definitely the the big guy, like the big Jar Jar, the king of the Jar Jars. The whole is, species was like just would, Rasta people. Yeah, except, like, he was sort of like, uh, I guess, you know, when when he was writing that, or when whoever was writing that, I guess, because he probably didn't have this Elmo voice in his mind, right? He was, But he was writing, like, oh, Misa thinking, Misa be thinking this, and it's like, oh, it's Bob Marley. 
I mean, but still, but still, right? Maybe thinking this, man. Me think that you come down to Jamaica, man. That's uh, that's Jar Jar. Just put him in a high voice. Miss, I think it you would be coming down. But the problem is, he's like really annoying, right? Even the uh, Jedi's yeah. were annoyed by him. Well, right? yeah, and he served absolutely no plot purpose. I mean, he helped them like go to this under underwater place. Right? Yeah, but why would you even need to like just excise that entire segment of the? I, I, oh, you know what it was? They had a battle at the end where you needed a bunch of like uh, uh, fishmen warriors. Maybe like there's like Clone Wars or something. Yeah, well, no, there was like a bunch of robots fighting the fishmen, and they were th- throwing glowing grenades. This is like a, this is like an Ewok thing where they're trying. To, very, I mean, it was yeah, like it was very that Ewok. was sort of the problem. Also, when I went back and realized that the Ewoks were just another ploy for cuteness. Yes, you know. Yeah, but that's why the Empire Strikes Back is such a better movie. Because it's really dark. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Return of the Jedi, like, you want the Jedis to win, but they do the Ewok thing to you, right? But, yeah, like, it's dark, and it's sort of like, it doesn't go the way you want it to, but movie-wise, it's sort of like, oh, this is better, you know? Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I guess, like, it just goes to say that, like, after a franchise has been around long enough, they just need something to pep it up? Like, Sofia Coppola, I guess? I don't know. Like... (laughs) Well, I don't know. I think I think like actually so Disney has bought all of Lucasfilm. That happened. And they are going to make more Star Wars movies. And apparently JJ Abrams is going to make the next yeah. movie. And so I like while I believe that there will be no there's no going back. You cannot undo. You cannot undo episodes 1 through 3, right. which are terrible. And that kind of ruined Star Wars for me a, a bit. We will never recapture the first Star Wars movies and their greatness and whatever. This is probably a really good step forward. Like, they will probably do sort of like the Marvel Comics movies. Yeah. Where it's like, not all of them are good, but some of them are good, and none of them are, or at least, none have tanked the industry yet. Do you think it'll be like an unending, just like, Star Wars from here on out? I think so. I think so. I think you will end up, we will, like the Marvel Comics movies... Until the audience is just like peter out too much, which is possible. Spielberg and Lucas actually gave a press conference where they were sort of saying like this this model this business model of Hollywood can't continue, and I agree with them. To some degree, like it's like how can you how could you possibly keep investing three hundred million dollars into a one shot product? Because people go. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, it's like people just. They don't know anything better. Like, they still make movies. People still go to them. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, maybe technology moves so quickly, but it wasn't that long ago that Avatar just dominated. Yeah. I didn't really think that was... A, it was, it no, was an and interesting that, movie. And that was an awful movie. Yeah. But uh, it's not like it didn't dominate, though, because people just love going to the movies. That's true. You know, yeah. they just like going there. I don't know, one on a Friday night or Saturday night. It feels like a thing to do. Let's go into a dark room and stare at a, at a wall... For two hours, not talk to each other. That sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. That's what people do. They're looking for something to do. And let's have dinner at four. Dinner and a movie. Let's do it. You know. So how to like how to avoid that uh, that stagnation of the of the model, though? I mean, because as it is, like this year already, there have been so many mega blockbuster flops. And maybe it's just they're not creative movies. I don't know. Is this, mm-hmm. Which ones have been... I, I don't know. So there's been... Uh, 
World War Z was kind of oh, a, was flop. That a flop. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Uh, but the, the, also, like, do you think it's like I, I heard, I read some articles or I saw some headlines anyway about uh, zombie fatigue. Yeah. I mean, you know, at some point you have to come up with a new idea. Right? I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. There's genre fatigue. You know, I would say like from where I first started noticing this was in from the late 90s through the early 2000s when we were just inundated with World War II movies. It was like Private Ryan and Thin Red Line came out. And before that, you had a good 25 years with no World War II movies. Like from the early 70s to the late 90s, you had no World War II movies. Or, or if you did, there were few and far between and none of them were really successful. Saving Private Ryan came out and it blew the doors wide open. And then after that, you started getting like Pearl Harbor and John Woo did a World War II movie and everybody just sort of jumped on the World War II bandwagon and the movies kind of like crapped out. And now you don't see. Well, I mean, many would you World say, would you say it's anymore. even like. I mean, there's, there's. I mean, you'd agree probably there's a war genre. There's a war genre. And yeah. if anything, it's just like. It's just a pendulum switch. Uh, swing as to which war we're talking about, right? Probably before those two movies, the the Thin Red Line and Private Ryan, it was it was Vietnam, right? You did have Vietnam. It was just Vietnam, 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 because yeah. that was the where all the directors had grown up. That was their 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 era, right? Yeah. And then it was like, okay, well, you know, Steven Spielberg is obsessed with the forties, so let's do mm-hmm. that, right? I mean, right in line with Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. right, and all that stuff. And then people are like, oh, this makes a lot of money. Now let's get all our scripts that we have on the shelf, do, which have to do with this. Because all they're doing is sort of like finding that thing that changes direction. And yeah. then they find everything that copies that. Yeah. And it's the same thing in, in music, right? They'll find this like breakout act and then they'll dust off the cobwebs and all the acts that they had shelved before of all the things that sound kind of like that. But they didn't want to take a risk on. Yeah. I don't know. It sucks. But uh, it's just... People just, they're not original, right? They just want to go with something that makes money. They just, I mean, and, you know, we're, we're, we're all guilty of it. Right? It's mm-hmm. like, if this worked last time, let's just keep doing it until it doesn't work. Yeah. And then we'll regroup and figure out what, what we should do next, right? Mm-hmm. They just look at, like, cell phones are all the same. They all look the exact same, right? Until somebody finally breaks out of the mold and do some, does something different. And then, you know, what everything you look at, cars are all the same until somebody comes up with this blockbuster thing. And then it's like, oh... We should do that now. The flying car, perhaps? The flying car. The self-driving car? All it takes is one yeah. person to actually succeed, and then we'll all have flying cars. Yeah, that's true. Not too long now. Maybe ten more years. Maybe ten more years. Yeah. Well, we're going to live a long time. Yeah, hopefully. Here's hoping. Knock on wood. So, uh, do you think Sofia Coppola redeemed herself by making Lost in Translation? Lost in Translation was an interesting movie. I thought there were definitely times when I thought it was funny. There was also a lot of the boom coming into the shot. Was there really? Yeah, like it happened like three times. And I, didn't I was know like, that. I was like, it, it happened so much that I was like, did they do that on purpose? Because that's like the insider joke of any movie, right? Right. Boom in the shot, right? Right. Like, and, and, and but I, I still don't, you know, now working in movies. I don't get it. Like, what is the... I've never... I mean, I only saw it once. I didn't notice it. I just... I remember seeing it just dipping into the shot, like, every... That's hilarious. I don't know. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, But... So, I don't know. Everybody seemed to like that movie. I thought it was okay. I mean, it was... It was good. 
You know, yeah. Bill Murray's always good. I like Bill Murray. I and and you know, it was around a time where Bill Murray had been dormant for several right. Right. too many years. And then he was doing the all the little cameos and all that stuff. Yeah, right. and it was like, all right, Bill Murray's back and he's funny and he's like doing like actual acting and stuff like that and so that was pretty cool. It was kinda like uh when John Travolta just kinda showed up in Pulp Fiction, all of a sudden now he's like, Oh, he's a name, let's do him again. Yeah. Yeah. And then he burned out again, and he he's due for another comeback. I don't know. I think you you have to do this breakout role, though, right? I mean, yeah. Like nobody would ever give him Pulp Fiction, right? It's like that what, would never uh, happen again. What do you think he was like? Pulp Fiction was the early '90s, right? I think it was like mid mid '90s. Mm, yeah, like '93, '94. Okay, '95 right. even. All right. I think it was before that. I think I was still in. Maybe I was in high school. I don't know. Um, but uh, John Travolta when Pulp Fiction happened was probably only like what 35 years old or something like that no come on he was in great well I mean see those were all late 70s movies though yeah but still I mean he was remember he was in like um, what was that movie Look Who's Talking he's looking he's talking to yeah I mean he must have been like late 30s maybe 40s so that means he's up around 60 now. Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's what I think. All right. But, you know, we'll just let our listeners yell at, what, yell at us through What there. role would John Travolta come back and, like, have another breakout? Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. Now that you mentioned age, now you've got me thinking, right? Like, it would have to be something that's sort of, like, is a different... It's almost like Clint Eastwood, right? Where it's like, now I'm old. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not an action guy anymore. I'm old. And oh. I'm just going to, like, embrace that, right? So maybe he embraces this maybe. new, like, I'm old. Grizzly and you know, grumpy. Or maybe he's not like he's not a sex symbol, he's not an action star, he's something else, right? Or like, you know, it's kinda like when Will Smith actually has a role where he's not Will Smith. Mm. Right? Or when Jim Carrey's not like the mask mm. or whatever, you know, it's like, Oh, this is like the new Jim Carrey and then he goes back and is liar liar or something like <laughs> you know, it's like because nobody really liked that other stuff, unfortunately, you know. Sorry, not successful. Yeah, I mean, you know, at least give credit to him for trying, right? Right. Yeah. But yeah, like, what do you think about movies that have that sort of, um, <clears throat> that ending, you know, where Bill Murray whispers in the Scarlet Johansson's ear and you don't know what he says, or like when the Sopranos ends and it's like, what's just happened? I think, I think, well, okay, I think those are actually different cases. Like, I was actually, oh, think so? I was thinking okay. of the movie Swingers, where at the end, you remember, it's this movie about like, you know, I remember what, John I remember Favreau has his girlfriend break up with him and then Vince Vaughn comes and takes him out and like, it's all about him kind of getting over a breakup. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, I think I figured it out. And, and he's about to tell Vince Vaughn when Vince Vaughn gets distracted by some other lady. And so the movie ends without him telling him like uh, the secret. Uh, and he's like, oh, it's the secret. And I think... I think if you have a secret that is not told at the end of the movie, as long as you have established through like clues and whatever that your audience could engage with it and figure it out, that's cool. If not, and it's just like, oh, I'm going to whisper something in your ear and nobody's going to know yeah. what it is and we have no idea what it is, that's kind of a cop-out. Because it's, it's, like, it's saying like, oh, there's something behind the curtain when in fact there might be absolutely nothing behind the curtain, you know? Um, but if there is if there was, is an idea, then you have to make your movie such that the audience, being you know intelligently engaged with it, can figure it out and get some extra satisfaction from that. 
Uh, the Sopranos, I think, is actually different because I think the ending of The Sopranos. Now, I had I had only seen like the first two seasons of The Sopranos, and then I caught the ending. But it was, I think, it was more of a statement than a than like a hidden secret. No, yeah, I mean, I agree, I agree, but it's just sort of like this thing where we're just like, what? Kind yeah. of what? what? <laughs> well, wasn't the ending of Seinfeld sort of similar? Like, the like they Seinfeld, ended all up in prison? It, it, and... I think the end of Seinfeld was not like that because it was just not... It was it, He was trying to do something. It yeah. wasn't just like a cop-out. It wasn't like this, it ended five minutes early. It was like, this is what I wanted to say. And yeah. everybody's like, oh, really? I was hoping for something funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, like, Sopano's like... That's what you wanted to say? Where's the last five minutes of what you wanted to say? You know, uh, what happens? Nah. You know, nobody's like, what happened at the end of the side? was like, oh, that happened. Okay, yeah. well, I was hoping for more. Okay, all right. That's, that's how I see it different, right? Mm. And I, I mean, I, like, so going back to comparing uh, Sopranos and... No, no, not Sopranos, sorry. Um, Lost in Translation and Swingers. I guess it must not have... It, I feel like it must have been different in Swingers because... I guess it's been a while since that movie saw that movie, but I didn't remember having such a letdown when I saw that movie at the end. I don't think it was a letdown. It's just, it's just, it struck me in my mind that there was, there was this like this secret yeah. that he's supposed to say, and then you don't hear it. Whereas, like when Lost in Translation happened, it was like this seems like a pretty pivotal thing, and nothing happened this entire movie. So I'd like to know what he has to say, you know, because it didn't seem like he really figured anything out. Yeah. While he was there, stuck in this hotel room in Japan, right? He just seemed like bored or whatever, and she didn't seem to figure anything out. They were just kind of like two lost souls, kind of interacting with each other, which was right. that was I thought like it was all right to watch. It was mildly entertaining, and you know, mm-hmm. Bill, Bill Murray's a pretty funny guy, so it's like even though it's subdued, it was still funny, you know. Of course, the classic scene was when he was in the commercial, right? The whiskey commercial and like the the so he was he was supposed to sit there and like you know, just drink a glass of whiskey and then say something. Uh huh. And then the director went off for like ten minutes in Japanese, like you know, just on a rant about how it should be or whatever, you know. And I'm like, we were just watching him listening, you know. And then uh, his translator is like, or he's like, what? You know, he asked his translator, "What did he say?" And he's like, he said, "More intensity." <laughs> well, you know, I forget exactly what it was translation was, but it was something just like that's not what he said. <laughs> He said, he said, with emotion. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bill Murray's just like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's been a couple examples of that, and it's just sort of this move that you make, and it's just like a complete letdown. In my opinion, it's like, just finish it. Just finish it. Yeah. You know, like, we're all here. Yeah. You know, so I watched the last season of The Office. You okay. watched that show once in a while. Yeah, right? actually, we we also watched the end of The Office. <clears throat> yeah. And I read, I remember reading an article about it, and the guys who made The Office, they're like, you know what, we're just going to give people what they want. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do it. We're just yeah. going to round out every story. You know, every character is going to have, have a finale or sort of like this finishing moment where like, oh, that's what happened to Phyllis. Yeah. That's what happened to, you know, Pam and Jim. That's what happened to Michael Scott. You know, Michael Scott, like... Imagine him not showing up in the last episode. You were right. like, uh, it's not The Office without Michael Scott. Yeah. At least, like, seven-eighths of it, right? And, and I wonder what, like... You want to ha- give your audience some sort of emotional catharsis or whatever, and you wonder what is what is the stronger one. Is it 
Because I watched, you know, the end of The Office, and I was like, wow, oh, feel good, like, oh, you know, it's like they're a family. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's good. Um, which is a, a type of emotional catharsis. But then the other emotional catharsis would be, no, no, we're going to, like, infuse this with a dose of reality and have, like, the, you know, all I mean, these loose ends out there. No, I mean, like, it could, okay, well, there's, maybe there's three ways of going in. One is, like, happy ending all around, mm-hmm. right? Two is no endings, loose ties, mm-hmm. right, all around. And three is negative endings all around. That's true. I mean, you could have that, and everybody still be like, "That sucks," but at least I know what happened. <laughs> Listen, like a- I watched this show for nine years, and you're not going to tell me what happens. <laughs> well, then you could have a, a whole series of novels come out afterwards, it's like Star Wars. Apparently, yeah. apparently, there's a whole like universe that, like, are yeah. books and comics and all that stuff. Well, I've always I've always known there were video games, okay, because I played some of them, and they were actually quite fun. Uh, well, there's, I mean, but I mean, do they exist in the same universe if they forwarded the plot of the whole universe? Yeah. Well, yeah. They, okay. They, and some of them go back and, like, fill in. Like, in one of the video games I played, you, you play in between, like, Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like you just give them, you know, it's, I, just, just do it, you know. Just tell people the ending. Yeah. Just go for it. This is, this is how the story rounds out. And I guess, you know, like, in a way that's that's kind of more genuine than saying, oh, we're going to put this sort of realistic thing on it, because it's not realistic, it's a story. It's not real. Yeah. It's not real. You know, it's just like at the end of, end of Harry Potter. Like, you know, do they get together? Do Ginny and Harry Potter get together? Do Ralph, or not Ralph. Ralph. What's his name? Ralph Weasley. Ralph Ron. Weasley. Ron. Ron Weasley. Do Ron and Hermione actually end up together? Yeah. What do they look like? And like, oh, they sent their kids to... To, to Hogwarts that's just like fun you know it's like an mm. epilogue you know it's yeah. an epilogue it's awesome. no, in the movies did I, I think I've only seen one or two Harry Potter movies but I uh, I did see the end of the last one and it was like they had used the same actors and given them like a little gray in their hair yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, you did not pull that off well <laughs> man like that kid still looks like he's 22 see it would have worked the other way like it, it works the other way when the movie starts out with a kid right and then it's like that's the adult right yeah but yeah, you can't just like go and. I mean, the main actor has to be the last person on screen, right? Probably you can't just have like some second act or something like that with a kid on it yeah. or an adult. I should say an adult. That's all I'm saying. That's probably why it had to happen that way. Yeah. Or else they could have used some like really hardcore prosthetics or something like that. Right? Well, yeah, but I mean, even that never really works. Like, like I, I it worked pretty well in League of Their Own. Did you see that movie? Who was who was in? It was a really old. Sides. It was like a mid '90s movie or something. Yeah, like that. I remember with that. The, I remember Madonna Tom and Gina Davis. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but who was in Heavy Prosthetics? Everybody. Like when they all went to the, the last part of the movie was like they had gone to the uh, oh, like Hall of Fame or whatever. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. they had like a yeah. It was I think it was a Cooperstown or whatever. Maybe it wasn't, but it was oh. like something like that where they're like honoring the the, the women's leagues. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom. Hanks, I think he had died something like that in the story. Whatever. Uh-huh. But, like, Gina Davis was there, and I think her name... Madonna was there, Rosie Donald was there, yeah. and all those people in there were all like, ah, we're older. <laughs> <laughs> so old. Madonna's like, I'm still hot. Yeah. I'm yes. still making albums. <laughs> <laughs> she's gotten on in years, I guess. Now. Yeah, she she's has. She's, like, over 50, isn't she? Yeah, but it's she's, like... She's gone from being, like, kind of, like, punk pop rebel to... 
kind of muscle chick. Well, now she's like really wiry. That's what yeah. I would describe her as. I think Madonna is actually like the next step in feminist liberation. Well, okay, I think I need more information. You just there. don't like you don't see it coming because like you go from you know the uh, you know bra burning and stuff like that to Madonna basically saying. I am embracing like sex and sexuality. I'm creating my own image, and I'm a, this powerful woman, and you know, man slave, uh, pointy bras, and and whatever. And now, like, she is certainly more mature than she was when I'm trying to think of like whatever Madonna's first hit was came out in like the mid '80s or something, like a version but, or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, like in a way she is there's something like you know she went from being this sort of punk rebel princess to kind of like the boss lady yeah know? yeah for sure for sure like, yeah like I mean there was that uh, she did the, the Super Bowl halftime a couple of years ago yeah and it was just I don't know what, what point I'm making exactly but it's just like she's old yeah. like she shouldn't be on the stage doing all these dance moves and stuff like she was well, like she I was mean, trying to recreate her youth or something like that yeah but I mean Cher is 20 years older than she yeah, is yeah and I wish she would stop also yeah. <laughs> you just need to stop it Cher just stop it you can sing but don't dance and like all that stuff like that's not looking good oh god put my back on my back okay <laughs> put on just a slightly bigger outfit She's popping out again. Forget slightly. Just cover up. <laughs> well, I remember reading an interview that Cher was like saying, talking about getting old, and this was maybe 10 years ago, so maybe she was 60 or 55 <laughs> or something like that. Uh, but basically she was just saying, like, I hate getting old tonight. Yeah. Like, and, and I was like, wow. That, I mean, I'm sorry, but... You either do it gracefully or you kind of like become a, I don't know, crash and burn sort of case. But I mean, I guess she's still doing what she wants to be doing, which, yeah, more power to you for that. Yeah, it's tough getting old. Leave me love. <laughs> and probably the only way that worked was because of the uh, auto tune, right? I believe the things inside myself. Well, you know, I really don't well. know what's coming up, no. Do you believe in love and love? Me some Georgia things. It's a fine line. It's like kind of like blends, you know. It's like which is which. You me some believe in life after love. Georgia <laughs> does the hits. <laughs> That's a great album idea. Oh my god. He's a born in the USA. Born in this dead man town. What about Jar Jar doing Bob? Bob Dylan? No, no, no. Bob, Bob Marley. Marley. Oh. Is that like yeah. uh is that like Inception? Miss a one love. Miss a one life. Does everything start with Misa? Misa I want to get together. Misa feel all right. <laughs> Misa Jaja Binks. Ah! 
who is this guy? Why is he with us? <laughs> God, yeah. Put that guy back in his box. Gimp, back in your box. <laughs> I do what I'm told. All right, that was good. Yeah. Where are we? 39. Boop. All right. So yeah. you want to talk about the news a little News bit? items, go for it. So uh, this will be relevant in a year and a half when this podcast finally comes out. Mm-hmm. But did you hear about this Trayvon Martin thing? I've, I've heard about <laughs> the Trayvon Martin thing, yeah. So I, I uh, this is just a couple, what, a month or so? No, not even a month. Like two weeks after it happened. Right? The, the verdict. So, so he so just obviously, to update happened. you guys, because this when you hear this, this will have happened a year and a half ago. <laughs> or two years. Uh, the George Zimmerman trial for the murder of Trayvon Martin. Zimmerman got off yeah. on the stand your ground law. No, 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 no. This is all very confusing. But what I read, it, apparently they didn't invoke that. Oh. It was like separate. Okay. But anyway. Self-defense. So, I don't even pay attention. I was just like, who cares? <laughs> but... What I want to talk about is so apparently uh, Sajin doesn't care about uh, unjustified killings. Apparently, it's not me. <laughs> no, no. What I what I don't care about are the details. Oh, okay, right. It happened. It sucks. There is lots of tra- tragedies and injustices in the world. All right, but uh, apparently, just like th- a couple days ago, maybe a week ago. Uh, there was a, a, a family driving down the, the road in Florida, and they got in an accident, flipped over on their sides. And uh, guess who showed up to save them? George Zimmerman. Wow. Just out of the blue. Pulled them out of the car, apparently. Like, showed up to save the day. What are your thoughts? I think he planted something on the road to make their car flip over. And he put himself in that spot so he could... Uh be there. George Zimmerman wants to be in the spotlight. I mean, that's that is uh, like, I mean, that's a pretty bold claim, nah. but I would be lying if I said I didn't think the same thing when I heard it. I was just like, are you serious? <laughs> this guy, you know, apparently this guy's gone into hiding. Kind of like that other woman from Florida, I think, right? Casey? Dugard? No, no, no. no. She like killed her kids or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Well, Casey Anthony. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, she was a hated woman also, right? Wasn't it in Florida? This yeah, I think so. And like, you know, goes down she got off you know, and it's like everybody's like out to kill her, like crazy, like mad, right? And like everybody's mm-hmm. mad at George Zimmerman also, right? There's all these protests and stuff like that. So this guy shows up, like saves the day. Like I mean, what a great! I mean, he first of all, in the first place, he was ostensibly just on neighborhood watch and overzealous, but mm-hmm. at the same time, his intentions were in the right place. Mm-hmm. He did a very stupid thing, but like uh, his intentions were, look, I'm just driving around the neighborhood trying to keep it safe. You know? Do you think that was his intentions, or do you think his intentions were, I want to be? Like a powerful guy. I mean, he's driving a neighborhood watch. I mean, how powerful are you? That's just like when you're carrying a gun. I guess. I mean, I just maybe he's like uh, he's delusional, but I feel like for me personally, if I was doing neighborhood watch, I'd be like, look, this is about as low as it gets in terms of law enforcement or anything <laughs> because right? I mean, it is not law enforcement, right? I mean, what else? What? How low could I get that I'm doing a neighborhood watch? Like, yeah, I have a gun, but I'm already in Florida's gun. So what's the big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I mean, I'm just going to give the, the benefit of the doubt that he was trying to do good, you know, and he just, I mean, I don't want to get into the case, but the point is, like, the guy was unarmed, he shot him, and not only that, but the police were like, don't talk to him, 
go away. Yeah. Don't approach him. You know, yeah. you did your job. You never had to watch. You did your job. You found a guy who you thought was suspicious. You called it in. That's all you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But anyway, everybody knows that. That's why they mad at him. This guy shows up a couple weeks later, saves the day. What are the odds? You know, like, I mean... Like, that, were these people going to die? I don't know. But, I mean, the point is he was there. He's a good Samaritan. But, so I was in, in preparation for this podcast. That's I wanted to discuss it. That's crazy, right? Yeah. That's crazy. So I went on the internet. Let me look this up. <clears throat> I found this website from an, a very unreputable website called IVM.us. <laughs> but the headline is, George Zerman's heroic car crash rescue appears to be a fraud. Oh, wow. This is a suspicious story from the beginning. I mean, we could agree on that, right? I mean, it's wow. crazy, right? But apparently, if you read all this stuff, it claims that one of his friends was on, like, the sheriff's force. You know, I mean, you can imagine his friends in the sheriff's force or whatever. So one of his friends calls him and says, hey, this just happened. Show up. And save the And people. help people out. You know, like, just you're in trouble. You know, everybody hates you. Uh. Just show up. You know, try and, like, be good or whatever. And then leave, you know? So here it is. It says... Zimmern showed up after he was called by an SCSO member, according to a report in newsball.com. Of course, who knows who's heard of that website. <laughs> Zimmerman then got out of his car with a fire extinguisher and apparently left without doing anything especially heroic. You can hear the course of the events here on 9-11 calls. I, we want to play that. Um, many people who were there as the accident happened stopped to get people out and the fire and smoke problem for the calls appeared sometime after and they were out of the car I think I just messed that up. But the point is, Zimmerman did not appear to risk his life to pull anyone out of a burning car, car as was claimed. But it's just like, the whole thing is just crazy. It's just like, this is just crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, the story, first of all, when you hear it, it's like, George Zimmerman, yeah. of all the people that show up at the crime scene, it's like Jimmy Hoffa showing up or something, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And then to find out that, you know, according to this website, which I've never heard of, it's a fraud. Yeah. And that, like, it's almost too perfect. It's just, like, unbelievable, you know? Like, is this guy... If if all these things are true, right? Like, this did happen, and then it was a fraud. Like, is he that stupid? That, like, he would... I mean, okay. Granted, I think he might be that stupid. Granted, That's... it wasn't his idea. Okay, look, well. it wasn't his idea. It was his friend who gave him the idea, right? Like, dude, George, if you show up, everybody's going to love you. That's a stupid idea in the first place, yeah. right? Especially since you're like a sheriff. That like is, that's kind of like the kind of idea I would have had when I was five years old. Right, right, you know? right. <laughs> you know, this is the guy who thinks he's doing good by being a neighborhood watch, right? Yeah. And then, and then his friend calls and said, George, George, show up. You're going to look awesome. And then George is like, you know what? That's a great idea because everybody hates me. I'm going to go and show <laughs> up, right? And then imagine you're that guy. It's almost like Cartman, right? You show up and like, you know, Cartman from South Park, obviously, he has this immense ego but then it's funny because they put they, they put him in these situations where like he's immediately humbled right and then he starts crying to his mom right and it's like you're George Zimmerman I mean, you show up at this crime scene right and you're like I'm going to say the day I'm going to say the day but you get there right and you see that it's already in progress people are already on the scene helping out right and then what do you do do you get out of the car and you start helping people or you're like you know what I should just this is this is bad I should just get out of here <laughs> I'm just going to go start spraying people with my fire extinguisher. I mean, that's got to be really humbling, right? I mean, just like, to even, to even be in a situation where, I mean, like, for me personally, be like, I would feel dumb on going on, on the way over there. I'd be dumb thinking about how I found out about this, you know? <laughs> I'd be dumb, like, what did I do with my life that I shot some kid who didn't have a gun? But then it's like, 
you get there and they're already in the process of it and then you make the decision to get out of the car anyway like you're going to add anything to the, the whole situation yeah. you know? it's just really funny I guess I mean not funny but it's just like the whole thing is just crazy it's just crazy yeah the dude doesn't appear to be like the most intelligent guy it's just crazy That's... the whole thing is just crazy I don't uh, even know <laughs> Florida Land of interesting situations. So that's that's uh, that's my news item. I thought it was just something worth mentioning. It's kind of funny. Well, can wrap it up there. Uh, I don't know. Did we ever make our points about weddings? It kind of we got derailed by movies somehow. This is funny. Okay, <laughs> let's let's think back. Let's do. Weddings, weddings are weird. Back, oh, oh, um, backyards, hundred years ago. Ah, uh, yeah. And then, uh, boo. So, what's the thing about weddings? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> my point even. So, we should probably just end it. Boop. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next time on the irregular search for truth. I'm Scott. And I'm Sachin. Cheers.